silly season has well and truly started during the F1 summer break. Sebastian Vettel's gone, Alonso's jump ship, and Oscar Piastri, well, doesn't want a job. So, it's <laughs> all <laughs> so, so a little bit bizarre. So, we've got a lot to talk about in this week's Final Corner podcast. Joined as always by Tom and by Nick, who we're going to try and make sense of all this mess. Try to. But yeah. Hello. <laughs> hello. We won't be able to make sense of it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> let's, give, let's give it a bash, though. No. So, on the last episode, we, we all agreed that Sebastian Vettel wouldn't retire. <laughs> and then, before we even released it, he retired. So, uh, he's gone at the end of the season. Not really surprised, in all honesty. I don't think he's really enjoying his Aston Martin experience. Mm. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when the announcement came out, but once I digested it, it's not that big a surprise, is it? He's not being competitive through no fault of his own, to be fair. And there's just not a lot to fight for, it seems. Yeah, we we did say that he wouldn't retire last week, but in the middle of the podcast, the last episode we did, we did say something like, He'll either continue with Aston or retire. So that that played mm. out in the end. Yeah. When I saw the announcement, I thought that's a pretty damning indictment of Aston Martin that he thinks that yeah. they're going to be scrapping for a point again next year. Mm. And he doesn't want to be a part of it. But then, out of the blue, they go and nick Fernando Alonso over the weekend, which apparently Alpine didn't know about until Aston Martin announced it. <laughs> Which uh, always shows your drivers a lot when he doesn't bought it for you. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of that going around, doesn't there? People not knowing about the announcements. No. So, Alonso to Aston. It seems to be contract length. Alpine only wanted to mm-hmm. give him a year. Aston were happy to give him more than that. Alp- Alpine came out today and said uh, it's age related. That's why the contract was short. Yeah. Uh, Alonso age a factor, apparently, as to why Alpine wouldn't. Um... Do the long-term deal, according to Jonathan Noble here. So that was that's quite damning, isn't it? Hmm. It was. It always seemed like a temporary fit for Alonso there until Piastri was ready. Mm. Yeah. But I don't really They've get. Lost out. The, yeah, I don't really get the jump to Aston though, and it keeps you in F one, but you're you're not going to be fighting for podiums. Yeah, it's all a big it's all a big uh, mm. mess up here from Otmar, I reckon. Yeah. But just just quickly today, he said there could. There, Otmar said there does come a time when something happens physiologically to a driver, and you don't have the same abilities you did when you were younger. In reference to Alonso only getting mm. a one year deal, which is probably true, but Alonso is an exception to the most rules. And I mean, Alonso signed for Aston Martin because of, and I quote: "No one in F one today is demonstrating a greater vision and absolute commitment to winning." And that makes it feel like a really exciting opportunity to me. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they are reasonably well-placed. They've got lots of facilities coming up. They've got lots of new staff that are coming from successful teams. But it's not going to happen overnight. And it's probably not going to happen during the time that Alonso has a contract with them. Couldn't agree more on that. Mm. I also question like people's motivation at the team. Are they all a bit down in the dumps? I don't know. I think you someone... Uh, I can't remember the journalist's name now, but they... It might even have been an ex-driver. Said it's a great deal for Aston, but a rubbish deal for Alonso. Oh, was that Rosberg? <laughs> it sounds like it, but no, I don't think it was. Unless they pull a car at the backside next year, 
I just see it as why would Alonso just want to hang about in the midfield for another three years? I thought the whole point of going to Alpine was to be ready for the real change and hopefully jump to the front. And it's yeah. not happened, and I, I can't see Aston getting anywhere near the top three. It's weird. Vettel's retirement is a damning indictment on Aston Martin, but so is Alonso's move away from Alpine. Mm. Mm. On Alpine team. Yeah, it's it's really uh, strange. The whole, the whole scenario, when I saw... I was in a airport security queue, which I nearly missed my flight for. Brilliant. Th- <laughs> thanks, Dusseldorf. And uh, I saw the tweet, and I just didn't believe it. I thought it was a meme. Yeah. yeah it came- and now there's a load of memes about Piastri, but we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Alpine's replacement, uh, the one that Otmar has been hinting in all the interviews he wants over Alonso, Oscar Piastri, who Alpine have funded and coached through the junior ranks, has decided he doesn't want the seat after Alpine announced that he's got it. It's a bit mad though, right? Yeah, so I think yeah. there's been a disagreement behind the scenes and then Alpine have just decided we're going to set our stall out here. Because um, they believe contractually they've got Piastri next year. Piastri believes they don't. And mm-hmm. it, the room, strong rumours are that he has signed something with McLaren. But then the other side of that is Ricardo apparently has an option on the seat but he has a toss at the temporary trigger. Yeah. So it looks like Piastri either might be forcing his way into McLaren, which may open up the door for Ricardo to go back to Alpine, but it looks like he's trying to force his way in there, but he's left himself in a weird contractual limbo, which yeah. is just strange. It is, and it's the way he did it as well, wasn't it? It wasn't just a, you know, like, there was no announcement of, oh, I haven't seen this or I need to check it it was just no i will not be driving for lp next year yeah let's read it out it was very blunt i understand that without my agreement alpine f1 have it should be has get your grammar right put out a press release (laughs) late this afternoon that i am driving for them next year this is wrong and i have not signed a contract with alpine for 2023 i will not be driving for alpine next year it's that final one there isn't it that you're just saying there nick it's it's savage The, the rumor is though that they had they had to name him as a race driver before the 31st of July in order for Ooh. the contract to be in place that after the 31st of July they don't have first option on him whether this is true or not I don't know um, and they named him on the 1st of August <laughs> yeah when if did... it's as simple as that that's just well, oh man so stupid what day did Alonso announce he was going to uh, Aston was it Monday it was yeah same day so Oh, Alonso's really screwed them then because mm-hmm. if he's not told them in advance of the contract being signed, which it turns out he hasn't, then he has completely screwed them by leaving and then putting them in a position where they couldn't activate the contract mm-hmm. until after it was gone. I think uh, I think Fernando might not like some people he works for. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I can't believe... Uh, the, yeah, the word is that the Alonso thing was over the weekend, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Which is just bananas. That's such a big commitment. I I can say one thing about that. The money must have been biblical. <laughs> it must have been, mm-hmm. a, you know, a truck full of cash per week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's no, yeah, you know, it's mad. But the weird thing as well is, if Piastri is working his way into McLaren, McLaren technically have three drivers, well, two drivers signed and one they're trying to get. Yeah. And they're in this exact scenario in IndyCar, aren't they? 
Because mm-hmm. they have contracts for mm-hmm. Pato Award, Alexander Rossi for next year, Felix Rosenquist, McLaren, uh, he's driving there at the minute, and Alex Pelot. They've got this whole thing that's not been resolved yet where their two teams are fighting over his services, and McLaren has announced that he's signed for them. So that, I don't want to be Zach Brown at the minute because he's got all the IndyCar mess to sort out, and now potentially paying out Ricardo. Or what do you think, paying Ricardo for a season elsewhere as well, so he gets double wages? I don't know. Wasn't it um, Kimi Raikkonen got paid by Ferrari for a year to do nothing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just go away, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it could be something like this. I, f- I think I read it's going to the, whatever the Formula 1 contract arbitration board is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll go there oh, if well. Piastri has signed something with McLaren. So it'll go there, and it's like a team of independent lawyers who'll assess who's got the rights to Piastri. But it's quite a risk for Piastri. Cause mm. it's yeah, he could end up with no seat. Exactly. He's turned down a race seat when he's got nothing at the moment. He's mm. trying to force his way into McLaren. McLaren have got Ricardo signed next year, or apparently Ricardo has the option for next year, which he can trigger at any point um, before September. Plus, McLaren are grooming people like Colton Herta for potential mm. drives in the future as well. Yeah. Or so Polo, potentially, if they've signed him. Yeah. So there's no guarantee, even if Piastri were to say, right, I'll sign as reserve driver next year, there's no guarantee mm. you'll get a race seat in 2024 if McLaren suddenly say, Colton, mm. you're coming over. And just... It is rumoured that he was still in talks with Williams as well, but why would you pick Williams over Alpine at this point? Well, you wouldn't unless you've fallen out with him. Yeah. And if you've fallen out with him, you've cut your nose to smite your face, even though they might be wrong. To me, the um, the second press release from Alpine stating that, no, he definitely is our driver, um, says to me that's more a case of we're announcing that, yes, this is going to be a legal dispute rather than mm. he's going to be our driver. Yeah. Yeah, it must be. It's going to be all very messy. Because mm. What was it? Sauber signed three drivers, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, yes. What was it? Ericsson... Guido Vandergaard and someone Guido else. Guido Vandergaard and uh, NASA, maybe? I could be wrong there. Mm. Certainly, Guido Vandergaard was the one who lost out. Yes. And he did take him to court, and I think he did win. The key thing to hear, to understand, I think, is who is Oscar Piastri's manager, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know who that is? Yeah, it's Matt Webber, isn't it? It is. It is. And who was he managed through his career by? Uh, Flavio Briatore. Flavio Briatore. Mm. Didn't Flavio Briatore. Um, Recently, wasn't he spotted in the F1 paddock again for the first time this year after his ban? I'm just putting two and two together, or three and three together here and get maybe getting 17. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly, uh, if this is some things going on like this, it's, it feels like a Briatore move mm. uh, vicariously via Weber. <laughs> Possibly. Thing is, it does open up a whole, a whole other can of worms, though, because it looks very unlikely that Piastri is going to be at Alpine regardless. So who will be mm. the the driver there? You've got a funny situation. Ricardo left Alpine for McLaren. Mm-hmm. He, he clearly wants to stay at McLaren, but it looks like McLaren are desperate to get rid of him. So do you, if you're Daniel, do you just bite the bullet and go back to Alpine? I think you have to. Where he was performing mm-hmm. better in the old Renault car than he ever has in McLaren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, He's got a tattoo for those podiums. Oh, no, was it um, Cyril? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, mean, I still think it, Gasly will be there. 
Ooh. But I've said he that. He hasn't. He's just signed a new contract. Time. He has, but it's. You know, where's he going with it? Well, yeah, there's no. Yeah. If I was uh, Gasly's manager, yeah, I would have put a release clause in there that I'll drive provide, unless someone at another team mm-hmm. from this list offers me a drive. Yeah. And if I was Otmar, I'd go there because if Ricardo goes back, the whole team knows and everybody knows he doesn't want to be there. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you got two. And if they keep Piastri, the whole everybody knows he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, if two drivers don't want the seat. So it'd be interesting but, if Alpine bought out Gasly's contract. Piastri mm-hmm. may then sign up for the Red Bull program if they were interested. Oh, Stick him yeah. in an Alpha Terra. And yeah, that'll be another bizarre situation and Ricardo just rides out his year. Yeah, we did also get the other uh confirmation that we have Alex Albon as well. Confirmed. <laughs> that was hilarious. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tweeted that I understand with my agreement that I'll yeah. join in Williams next year after that. This. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. full tweet. This that is right, perfect. and I have signed a contract with Williams. I will be driving <laughs> for them next year. <laughs> did, Bloody love it. Did, yeah. you, did you see the tweet from Taunton Town FC? Yes. <laughs> they, no. are, they announced Wilcott Oscar Piastri. Piastri joins the Peacocks from Alpine F1. Hashtag Piastri announced half up the Peacocks. Oscar Piastri <laughs> signs on for 2022-2023 season. Brilliant. So. Yeah. The fact that that tweet wasn't deleted, though, as well, both yes. Oscars and Alpine's posts suggest mm-hmm. that this is a very real issue. Yes. Um, if it's if it's wrangling just to get more money from Alpine, it's a disaster, in my opinion. Yeah, he must have an agreement with another team. Yeah, I think the so. nature of that agreement, whether it's you know test with a promotion for the following year or an actual race seat for next year, we have to just wait and see. Hmm. The- but you're right about who would go in the Williams and the Alpine, and mm. oh, it's fascinating now. But also, this is this is excellent timing, conspiracy theory time. So we throw it all up there because there's no racing at the minute for anybody to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go keep talking about Formula One for two weeks or three weeks or however long the, <laughs> the gap is. Mm. Well, the other thing is um, Hulkenberg was mentioned quite a lot as uh, replacing Vettel before Alonso was. It's possible he could go oh, back to Alpine as man. well. I hope it, uh, Hulkenberg didn't lose a job because of Alonso being a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think we've seen the last in Nico, unfortunately. So Same. I. I, I don't doubt his management is on it, trying, but... Because you've really only got Williams now, and they were yeah. just talking up William Lawson, so... Indeed. But he might not get the super license points, is that correct? Uh, if he stays where he is in the championship, I believe he will. Right. Um, but there's a chance he might not, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they sign Hulkenberg on a maybe contract, if <laughs> this and that. Was it Liam Lawson, by the way, or was it Logan Sargent? Oh, I'm talking about Le- Logan Sargent. I was thinking Logan Sargent, sorry. Yeah, I think I it was Liam Lawson's the that. Red Bull Junior, isn't yes, it? Yes, correct. Oh, is he involved? Oh, interesting. Was it? Was he not signed for Williams Reserve this year? Am I getting them completely mixed up? Liam Lawson is Red Bull Reserve after somebody was racist. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. Yeah, fair enough. You might be right. Maybe Logan Sargent answering as well. Well, I, I definitely um, there's a push for Logan Sargent because he's American and that's what Liberty would like. Mm. As a you know, we're talking about these IndyCar drivers, but how about the one that's actually doing okay in F two? Mm-hmm. But oh, there's a lot to play for, isn't there? And uh, yeah, I just want to go back to Hulkenberg. His manager is still 
Willy, Willy Webber, I believe. Um, <laughs> Not Mark Webber. No, no. Willy. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> it was Schumacher's, wasn't it? It was, um, yeah. I don't know if that's still the still the case. Oh no, it split in 20, 2011. That is all reverse news. <laughs> cheers, cheers, Google. The second link down was correct. Goodness me. God, Bennett. Right, I'm out. I've got. Oh, it was all going so well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's silly season driver market. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, nobody's going to end up where we think they're going to end up. Yes. Because this could cost McLaren a fortune. If they have to pay off oh, Ricardo, yeah. that's expensive. Mm-hmm. If they're found in any way to have breached Piastri's contract, they'll have to pay compensation. And, uh, yeah, it's just a bit of a mess. Oh, do you know what it reminds me of? Jensen Button, when he signed for Williams, but then didn't sign for Williams. Mm. Oh, Was it yeah. in the mid-noughties? And he still ended up at um, BER at the time. And they must have, or Honda, as it came to be, and they must have thought that whole team, well, he didn't want to be here, but he actually yeah. worked out in the end. Hmm. So we could end up with that scenario where he does end up at Alpine weirdly, but and wins the title. Yeah, I, I wins the t- <laughs> title after losing their sponsors. <laughs> yeah, so Otmar the- F one. <laughs> oh, poor Otmar. He's only he's only been in the job a few months and he's made a horrible exit. All. Yeah, he thought he was got out of the whole stroll regime <laughs> straight into the Alpine politics mm. and strolls just nicked his driver. Yeah, probably out of spite. <laughs> yeah. So there was a race on at the weekend as well. Oh, oh was there? <laughs> you sound disappointed, Tom. <laughs> yeah. So this season's more interesting for me. <laughs> so, wow, big story was uh, George Russell stuck on pole for the first yes. time ever. Max had engine issues and Russell pulled a lap out of nowhere, really, to pit the Ferraris to take pole. Well done, him. It was a brilliant. It was mega. The only problem with it is it meant that they keep calling him Mister Saturday again. <laughs> oh, really no, annoys me. Do, that. <laughs> yeah. do you notice that he didn't get the purple sector in any single part of the lap? Yeah, it was just consistent, wasn't it? Rather than outright. yeah, yeah, that's good driving. Mm. Uh, yeah. Hamilton DRS didn't work either, did it? So no, no Q three. You never know where he could have done, but I feel like it was such a spectacular from George, probably not on pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was quicker in Q two, but then suddenly George found about eight tenths of a second in Q three. Yeah, which is just it's just daft. Um, so it was a uh, it was right before qualifying. It didn't mm. end up bleeding into qualifying, but it made, uh, Perez missed out, made a quick mess. It Verstappen had a an engine issue, so he was tenth, Perez eleventh. So it looked like an easy win for Ferrari, given their Friday pace, but mm. as, as we now know, that didn't happen. Yeah. I just quick thing, because I know I pushed for time, and here here I am dragging it on, but in qualifying, I don't know if you saw Perez got his lap deleted and then it was reinstated. Mm. Yes. Rightly reinstated, but wrongly, it was a weird thing, because also then Gasly in Q1 got his lap deleted, but there isn't footage mm-hmm. of it, I don't believe. Yes. They only had and he the was saying CCTV in an interview... Footage. Yeah, in the yeah. So is that what they used to take mm-hmm. away the lap? It is. Yeah, seems a bit weird to me. Yeah, well, not doubting it, but track limits reared its ugly head, head a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just more gravel. That's what. But Max then why said. was yeah more gravel? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He said I haven't yeah. been 
just put gravel on the edge of the track. We won't have when you problem. see uh, when you see Spa the next race, you'll see there's a load of gravel. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a few hours of racing, it's all over the track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. that first that first corner, Lacombe. There's gonna be someone in that gravel trap in Formula One. Mark my words. Is there gravel? And no, it's safe there now. Yeah. Oh dear. There's no there's no asphalt runoff. It's straight gravel trap. <laughs> I love it though. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's mm. brilliant. I mean, in the GT4 race, I saw it stood at the first corner for like three of them all sort of came together and they all just ended up stuck in the gravel. Safety car. Interesting <laughs> times. There's more. There's gravel on the outside of that corner with no name that does have a name now. Uh, I have to go around Brussels, which is a long downhill right-hander. Then there's a fast left mm-hmm. before you plunge further down. That's yep. got gravel on the outside now as well. Mm. Ah. That was just about bit of tough in the wall. Before. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's gravel there now, and someone um, someone got sucked into the wall by because they were like skating across the top of the gravel. Mm. So, oh yeah, we'll see. You know, we've all been talking about no sausage curbs. This track mm-hmm. limits is rubbish. More gravel. Spa is a test if it works for Formula One because it's just got a load of gravel everywhere now. Uh, Not in every corner, a but lot the majority. of crashes in practice. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Anyway, hungry. <laughs> the race. Hungry. Yeah. So Russell started on the softs, whereas everyone, most of the people around them were on the mediums. Which gave him the lead in turn one. Carlos tried to go around outside, but he ran deep, and Russell just pinched him, kept the lead. Hamlin gets shoved out by Norris, and Perez managed to jump for Stappen, but Max took the place back at the chicane. Uh, Ocon was defending hard from Fernando, which Fernando didn't like. Um, and I think his radio messages now at the end of the season are just going to be ignored in any situation uh, like this. Yeah, it was so funny. He's never ever seen someone defend that hard. You sure about that, Fernando? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure about that? We have some video footage of you, which I'd <laughs> like to show you. Uh, I'm glad Arcon's fighting though. Now he knows. He's like, well, yeah. well, no team orders now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the lead driver. But it, I would say it was a good start from Hamilton. I know he got forced off at the end, but to get to that position was uh, he went around the outside of the two Alpines, didn't he? The first corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While they were squabbling. Yeah. Again, <laughs> all race. <laughs> uh, Albon lost, but his front wing, uh, ran into the back of an Aston Martin at turn two. Yeah, clumsy that. Mm. And early in the race, both uh, Red Bulls were behind Alpines, but Verstappen got through pretty easy. And then Perez forward, forward suit. Yeah, that was just like, oh, I didn't get too excited about those overtakes because it's such a pace differential. It's yeah. Kind of irrelevant. That, and that's the thing, I think, this season is, uh, oh, yeah, we've got better race and stuff, but the top two teams and then are so far ahead of the midfield that it doesn't matter if you qualify 10th to an extent. I don't, I'm not taking any way, anything away for this particular result. I thought it was a superb drive, amazing tactics. But just generally, if you're in a Ferrari or a Red Bull and, and it's normal conditions, yeah. you, you are going to easily carve through the field and those overtakes to me are not in- interesting. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. There was, yeah, it looked pretty early on to me, well, Max might win this because Russell wasn't pulling away from him. Mm-hmm. And he was yeah. he was just taking cars easily. Yes. So he was on the yeah, back. The gap to him, to Russell, wasn't that big ever. No. And he got in the back of Hamilton quick. Yeah. And and Hammond, well, Hamilton and Verstappen got past Norris. Uh, yeah, on the I same thought lap. Hamilton 
sorry, I thought Hamilton was being quite tentative, and then when Verstappen came behind, he all of a sudden sent it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, I'm uh, out of here. Yeah. Then we got the, the strategy nonsense, basically. So I think oh. it was like lap 17 or 18, Russell pitied as expected on his softs, mm. but Ferrari responded by then pulling in signs on his mediums. Let- yeah, so to be clear at this point, the mediums could and should have lasted much longer. Is that the first blunder? Yeah, they could easily have done 25 laps. So the pull time in, I think, lap 18. The Leclerc overcut, and I think pull time in lap 21. Um, so Leclerc overcut signs and took second off of him. But you've just given away your tyre advantage by basically mirroring the soft runners. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Which, yep, I would say that was mistake number one. Uh, Leclerc then took the lead from Russell Russell defended for a few laps but he got around outside going into turn one I liked how Russell defended because probably technically it damaged his race but I just want to see an actual fight Yeah. and the final overtake from Leclerc was spectacular I thought I know it was around the outside but he also then turned in didn't he? and he just moved yeah. me to perfect yeah, yeah it was I, very, I really enjoyed it he was very lucky didn't he frighten Russell into a walk up that's true. Uh, but it was risky. It's a great overtake. Then both Alpines go in the hard tyres and they're just nowhere. <laughs> both skating about. Which mm. up, they, they end up squabbling each other in turn two and allows Ricardo up the inside. <laughs> yeah. And lovely. F1 Twitter explodes saying, that's Ricardo back. He's back. And uh, mm. 20 laps later, the exact same corner, he walks up and wipes at one stroll. <laughs> it's like, there he is. That's this year's Ricardo back. Yeah. <laughs> I was completely with you there. Like, the first time I saw it, I thought, that's an amazing move. And I thought, no, there's two cars on hard tyres and he's on mediums. Yeah. yeah. I know he's got to do it, but, like, if you're on the same tyres, I would have been excited. Mm. Yeah, Ocon was definitely in, um, no, Fernando, you will not pass me mode. <laughs> and didn't really care or didn't know, maybe, that Ricardo was there. He was purely concentrating on stopping Alonso. Which... On the the team wall, they might be like, that was short-sighted and stupid. But ultimately, Ricardo's going to get them either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it actually probably saved them time doing it in one fell swoop. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Ricardo pitied later anyway for Hart. And I think that's what sent them in the side of stroll. Yeah. Right. So they end up losing out anyway. So Verstappen then pits for mediums on lap 39 after he started on the softs. And then Ferrari do another bizarre thing by... Pitting Leclerc a lap later for hards to cover off the cover off what Verstappen's just done, but the hards aren't working for anyone. Yeah, it wasn't as if they had no warning. If yeah. they'd have gone longer on the first mediums, they could have done medium, medium, soft, or medium, soft, medium, or something like that. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. But instead, they went hards in the middle for a longer thing, and that just was a disaster. But I mean, it's it's all very well being Captain Hindsight, but even when you're watching it, you think that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Because Sainz did medium, medium, soft. Mm-hmm. He had to do obviously a longer, medium and longer softs than they wanted, but still did it with him. But mm. but I also feel like that was a, like a late decision which compromised the medium, medium, soft thing. I, like it wasn't perfectly timed, perhaps. Because I think they were going to go on hards and then, they, oh, I don't know, I don't know, could be wrong there. Well, apparently, mm-hmm. it was never discussed in any of the strategies that they were going to go on the hards. Plan um, F? And they've just decided to put the hards on instead. F for sure. Yeah. If you're you're worried about Max coming through, 
is absolutely flying on soft tires. Why would you put on hard? Yeah. I don't get it. It was just bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah. So Leclerc just goes backwards at that point and then eventually has to abandon it and impact for softs, but at that point he's he's nowhere. What I would say in Ferrari's defence is that when Sainz put on the soft tyres, he was useless. So mm, That's true. That is overlooked in this whole debate. So whether Leclerc would have had any pace on if he had went on them is probably the unknown here. But as, as everyone can see, they made him a strategic mistake, so everyone just thinks of handed on our one to Max. But you might yeah. may have won anyway because of the pace they had. I don't know. Yeah. I think if your rival started in tenth and you've got track position and the rivals also spun and they've still won, you've definitely made a strategy error. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. He's Ma- not that much quicker than Ferrari. I'm sorry. Mm. No, probably not. Like Max has to really fight for the first overtake. Leclerc tries to defend and it's on one, but mm. can't. Mm-hmm. Then Max is futile. Yeah. Then Max spins it for some weird reason coming at the hairpin but then he just blows his like just blasts right through everyone again mm-hmm. him though probably him spinning probably caused Perez the the podium because that allowed Russell yeah. to get nick up the inside of him or round outside sorry oh, yeah, did, yeah. yeah I did notice that when uh, Verstappen spun Leclerc was following on, on, on Leclerc's onboard his car stepped out as well, which I don't know if that was a reaction to Verstappen spinning or if there was something on the track at that point. Oh, uh, right. Interesting. Hmm. Won't it know. Was, but... It could be. It was a weird spin. Hmm. It was drizzly, so... It's like the, the mild threat rain all race hmm. and it never comes. Because yeah. it's always on the camera lens and you're thinking, oh, here it is. Yeah. And no. Lewis Hammond, though, I thought was either one or two for driver of the day. He stuck on the soft tires, and he was absolutely fine. Yeah, he overtook I mean, Sainz so easily. Yeah, on the same rubber at that point. Mm-hmm. Was Sainz on them for longer at that point? Though? He was. Yeah, he was compromised by the length of time he had to be on them. That's what I mean. I think the Ferrari messed up Sainz's strategy of mm-hmm. uh, the length he was on the softs at the end. Like again, going back to that early medium stop at the start of the race. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't quite as simple as. Oh well, he did the no-hard strategy, and he was still poor because he didn't he didn't use the first set long enough. I don't think. Could be wrong there. No, yeah. no, could you. So, yeah, Max won. There was a couple of battles Amazing. at the end of the race. I think Joe took Schumacher at the last corner. Yeah, and I think you yeah. spotted Tom that the both us Martins were taking each other off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for. Well, Vettel got the final point in the end, but he had to force uh, Stroll off the road a bit at certain points, which is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And then and Stroll obviously, <laughs> Yeah, so, Stroll said it straight at the next one, but nah. Obviously, at the end, uh, he was on the soft and Vettel was on the medium, but I guess Vettel must have been on new, newer tyres. I think point. so, yeah. But then we had, the, not the return of Brad, but we had uh, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Stroll was getting very angry with his race engineer but the, the language the yeah. race engineer uses is almost like a driver coach not a strategist or engineer right yeah hmm. think about your combined entries we need to look after the left front you know it's like a tutorial session yeah <laughs> you know, it's like a video game press X to jump I was just thinking <laughs> the, the one on the right to go quicker yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I don't think Stroll I think we said the last episode, he, he doesn't want to be where he is. 
at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think the the team, the, the poor team that has to work with him, take the brunt of that. Yeah. How much would you hate being his race engineer? Yeah. Oh, it's a but, poison chalice. It must come with a massive pay packet. Pack yeah. It's got to. I mean, there's other drivers who are difficult. I mean, Lando's always quite tetchy on the radio to his engineer, and other mm, drivers true. are as well, but like... They're, Stroh, they're quick. Yeah, Stroh is just at another level, <laughs> which is... He's ridiculous. Well, yeah, true. Hamilton and Max both have a reputation for having a moan, don't they? Yeah. But they're both champions. It sort of gives you the right. Hmm. Uh, I thought the last couple hours might be a bit exciting because it was a threat of rain and then Bottas retired which extended the race with VSC I thought it was going to be a yeah. full safety car I wanted it to be Yeah, I but I don't think did. they. I don't think if it's a full safety car they add laps on do they? no, no. that's a touring so, car so, yeah so it just would have maybe VSC was more interesting than I don't know well it, it would like it would take the race into the, the rain shower that was, was due mm-hmm. after the race which I don't even yeah. know if came or not Oh, it definitely was raining on the cooldown lap. Oh, was it? Right. I didn't watch this. I, I turned off at that point. Do you know what annoyed me at this point? David Croft. It's <laughs> unusual. Welcome it, to the club. <laughs> it was one lap left. It starts raining. So he's blathering on about, oh, there's a 10 second gap. It's come down to nine seconds. It's come down. <laughs> Will he do it? No, he won't. Yeah. Max <laughs> is just taking it easy with a 10 second gap. Yeah. You don't that, need to fake the enthusiasm. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That did bore me about Hamilton coming through as they kept going. He's going to catch Max. I'm like, no, he's not. Yeah, he's not. He's really not. We can all see he's not. But yeah. They've got something to say, haven't they? To try and hype up the end of the race. Mm. But it annoys me a bit. Don't, don't try and speculate too much. Mm. Let the race do the talking. But it's great to see Mercedes competitive, both race and qualifying. Yeah. Uh, whether they're back or not, or if it's just track dependent, but they've been on a good run of form. So Spa, Spa's, Spa's a funny one. Mm. They're slow in a straight line, aren't they? So I don't think they'll do well. No. Well, I think they'll be just in fifth yeah. or sixth position. In third overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my prediction, we'll see. So I think Max has got an 80 point lead now. Yeah, I just did the maths on that. That's incredible. Mm. I mean, it's it's. We said it last week, but it really is over now. Forget it. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember during qualifying, I was just thinking that ah, we were saying last week that it was all over, and now he's halfway down the grid to the Ferraris and ah, get all the points back. Uh, and then <laughs> this happened anyway, so it's like, yeah. it doesn't seem to matter what he does. He's just coming up grid every time. And uh, Mercedes not far behind Ferrari in the constructors there, thirty yeah. points. Yeah, they're closing in. And Russell's still ahead of signs, but now Hamilton's only 10 points behind signs now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at the comparative seasons as well, Russell's only 20 points behind Leclerc. Which, the way That's Ferrari are going, they yeah. might not even finish in the top three of the drivers either. Now, I, I think it's been a shambolic period, but I do think they'll fight back. Maybe not at Spa, but I don't... I think it's really close between Mercedes and Ferrari at the minute. I don't. I still think Man India Ferrari will have a good gap to them. I think. I think yeah. they just they'll just get their heads sorted. When I left um, Heathrow Airport at the weekend uh, on Monday, even 
there's a big sponsorship banner for some tech company, and it's got the Ferrari Formula One car, and it's like, find out who what Scuderia Ferrari uses for their strategic decisions. And I couldn't take a picture because I was driving, and I was like, that is the worst timed advert I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> that was booked a month ago, uh, wasn't it? A month ago, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, was it? They're not. It may still be, but I'm sure they were sponsored by Casper Sky. I don't know. Security. It wasn't Casper Sky because I, yeah. I thought, oh, I've not heard of this company before. No, but Casper Sky, I think, uh, and the security has sponsored them after McLaren had stolen their data in like 2007 mm-hmm. or eight or something. And uh, their advert was like, we're the protector of, Fer- excuse me, your Ferrari's data. <laughs> it's not a good one either. No, no, it's not a good one. Do you know that um, that uh, data thing was actually uh, discovered because the McLaren engineer with the information sent his wife to the local photocopier company yeah. shop. And I talked that on the podcast the other day. Sorry. Uh, no, no, you didn't. That. I just thought it was amazing. So she went to the photocopier place and the guy happened to be Italian and a massive Ferrari fan. <laughs> so he made like two copies and called mm. Ferrari. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I'm assuming home printers were still quite expensive then back to us and so Yeah, must have well yeah, must have been. Photocopy <laughs> yeah. shop, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's mad. <laughs> so summer break, so a nice get a nice wee break for F one. Mm-hmm. And then we're back at spa for the last ten races, nine races. Gravel strewn spa, looking forward to it. Yeah. Free retirements for Max, plus he needs to beat him. Yeah. In a couple of races. No, forget it. There's no point in talking about it. <laughs> uh, the only way this can happen at the moment is uh, Max crashing out in such a way that he uh, manages to get a ban. <laughs> Grosjean style at the start yeah. of Spa. Yeah. The thing is, he's only done, you know, that'll be a warning the first time. Oh, yeah. So, so he has to do it like <laughs> three races in a row. It's not good. It's not... I'm talking about the penalty points. Oh, okay. Has he got some already? I, I think so. Most of them ah, do at the moment. Right, yeah. yeah, there is always the slight unknown that's hanging about of COVID. But that's true. Could take you out for two races in a row. Definitely could do. So, it's not, it's not over, Tom. Well, we're not wishing COVID on anybody. But no, it no. is over. It is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's completely so, over. We just need to talk about, oh, who's going to win the race? True. So, next is Spa, then it's Netherlands, Italy, Singapore, Japan, USA, Mexico, Brazil, and then Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah, who's, winning, who's winning in Belgium then? <laughs> oh, Max. Yeah. And he'll win in the Netherlands as well. I think with that straight, Red Bull have got yeah, it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Ferrari's quick there now on the straight, but I'm with you there. I can't keep saying signs because he's finally won a race. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. You could go really alternative with Perez if you wanted. Yeah, that, that's not happening either. <laughs> it's it's got to be Max or or some huge chaos. Depends on weather as well, I suppose. Well, well yeah, it may not get races. Mm. Yeah, true. You know what it's like? You know, I went to this 24-hour spa race and um, it was dry the entire thing, which is like a first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know. It, it does have the ability to be sun, sun shining over there. Mm. Yeah, stroll for the win. <laughs> what I loved at the weekend was uh, the goat Latifi means because he was top in FP3 and then he was last in qualifying. 
<laughs> was that is quite the turnaround. It's because it was wet, wasn't it? And didn't he yeah. go out on inters at the end of the session of FP3? Yeah, yeah. It was a wet bit practice. It, and it was drying out anyway. Yeah, and it was a dry qualifying, and he messed up on the last corner. He's like, yep. which mm. I felt for him. Yeah. Moving on then to a series where there is a championship fight that Tom might believe in. BTCC <laughs> is back, and it's back from Knockhill and on wonderful sunny Scotland, which wasn't that sunny. But back at Knockhill, great track. Summer break, missed it a bit. And Jake Hill took pole uh, for race one. Commandingly as well. Yeah. Oh, that's funny because he was in a BMW. <laughs> yeah. Well, five of the top six were BMWs. It's a bit. Mm. It was a bit. It was a bit dominant this weekend. Now, this circuit's traditionally been real drive focused. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair thing to say? I think it is. Yes. The other thing is, uh, I just think to be a sad doing an amazing job. Is that a fair thing to say as well? Yeah. But, oof, all of them in the top six is pretty, uh, pretty mad, and I think that's that would give some teams uh, some wiggle room to complain. Yeah. Although the the, uh, the theory is that the next round at is it Snetterton, I think it will be front wheel drive focused. Let's see though. Yeah. I, I think it should be you're right. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Ashley Sutton did his best to dispel these theories and rumours, but like without him, that would be a complete domination from the yeah. three thirty E's. E's, is it? No. Oh it is. Plug in hybrids, yo. <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so he did well, Sutton, to get to second, at least. Uh, Adam Morgan mm. didn't make the start. No, didn't make his grid spot, so he had to start for the pit lane. Mm. Had to be towed around, didn't he? On the, uh, the he started one? on the back of the grid as well. Yeah. Oh, he did start uh, right, yeah. He started there was some in confusion. 30th place on the grid, <laughs> even though he was the 29th car. Oh, why did, how does that work? Because he's... Original third place oh, good spot yeah, was empty. Yeah. Interesting. So, Hill got off the line well, kept the lead, but then Sutton managed to attack him round out, save the hairpin and take the lead into Duffers. Just That was wild. <laughs> Sorry. No, it, it was, just was lovely. Yeah. It was, uh, I think everyone knows that, oh, you've got to attack on the first lap, right, against the BMWs, or Infinities for that matter. That was some way of doing it, though. No one goes around the outside of Duffers. And it wasn't even, like, almost, like, fully ahead, right? It was a side-by-side. Mm. Just going to turn in on this wide line I've just invented, NASCAR style. I mean, he set it up at Taylor's at the hairpin. Yeah. Right? yeah I think he stuck on the outside. And Jake, I think, was very... He was very nice to him, to not put him in the gravel. Mm. Yeah. But on that first lap, you've got you've got to be a bit... Uh, trepidatious with that BMW, it seems. Hmm. It was just amazing. I just ah, and then Sutton's just chucking it about all race. <laughs> yeah, it's just mad. Well, you picked up on his uh, the way he took the chicane every lap, which was really oh, he wasn't actually taking the chicane. He was he was bow- launching <laughs> the car over the second curb. 
Yes. Yeah, it's mad. I had to watch it in slow motion and he barely touches the first curb and while he's doing that, he's already turning right. He's got a completely different line to even the other front-wheel drive cars. There was a few cars that were taking a similar line, um, but his was definitely more extreme. Yeah, exactly. He takes it to the max, right? I said to him a few years ago, they said you can't really do that, but that seems to have disappeared now. Um, I remember Tom Chilton getting pole position a while back in a focus, taking a really aggressive line, but this is another mm. another level of that, where he's, yeah, he's turning right before the left's finished, where most people are still going left. Yeah. Does and, it count as track limits if you're in midair? Well, that's I think that's probably the loophole, or something <laughs> like this. He is four mm. wheels off the track, in my opinion. There's no way about it. But is he four wheels on the grass? Well, no, because he hits the curb in a way where he's never touching the grass, I guess. Mm. <laughs> it's bananas. And, and yeah. I sent a really nerdy message, right? Because it reminds me of Giovinardi back in the day in the <laughs> yes. Italian touring cars. But if you watch the way he's taking those curbs in, is it 97, I think, in Pagusa? It's just the same, similar, very similar technique. You just mm. completely throw it because the car is strong enough to, to take it. I did notice Ricky Collard was also do- taking a similar line as well. Right, yeah. He was being very aggressive, wasn't he? Mm. But uh, Sutton maybe was quicker on the rest of the lap as well. I do, I do think that that is where he was making the time up predominantly. Oh, yeah, definitely. And some laps he was doing it more than others. There was one where uh, it's kind of off camera and he, he really is four wheels off the track. I think it's mm. race two maybe at some point. But fair play to having the um, the chutzpah to do it because it's completely <laughs> blind from the seating position is that prize. Yeah, good choice of word as well. Hmm. Oh, thanks. I'm ashamed shame that I swallowed halfway before it. That's an awful <laughs> audio noise. But yeah, it's completely blind. You can't see where you're aiming. So to have, I don't know, the feeling or the, the knowledge of how to aim it with confidence is special. And I would guess maybe the car set up to handle it as well. Maybe it's... Well, his car was bouncing and moving land. over the place, every corner. Which... Mm. There was reasons for that, apparently. Mm. Which we can come to in a little bit. <laughs> I can see the puzzle. Okay. Keeping up as a surprise for us. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get a couple of retirements and penalties. Dexter Patterson gets a drive through. Uh, Tom Tom Chilton. I almost said Max here. Because uh, hey. we've got replacement <laughs> commentators who um, doesn't know anyone's name. Yeah. Just on that, I thought that I quite enjoyed them, but there was many mistakes consistent mistakes like max chilton was one wasn't mm. it? some mm. hybrid rule stuff and I f- I f- what were the other words that you weren't a fan of uh well it used people's full names so it was ashley sutton and daniel robot and things like that but i i, yeah. I genuinely thought it was quite good i enjoyed them but um yeah, it was clearly not fully prepped for this it was not like it's someone he does regularly obviously so mm. apparently got the call up on the wednesday because who would normally do it nick uh, well, David Addison was away, wasn't he? he was, 24 hours of Spa. Yeah. Um, and Richard John Neal, would, who normally does that the That's support it. races, would have taken over. But he was unwell, I believe. Yeah, so we wish him all the best. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, he wasn't just doing British touring cars, which is a lot of cars to remember and a lot of different rules. He was doing the Ginettas and the Porsches. Yeah. So trying to prepare that whole thing from Wednesday onwards is uh, pretty wild. So considering oh, yeah. that, it's pretty good. He definitely did a good job. Mm. Just it's Tom Chilton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tom Chilton pits. Uh, Jade Edwards is then sent off a, uh, a spin by Ola Jackson, and Jackson gets a five-second penalty. Uh, 
Uh, Plato's then off as well. We don't know why though, yeah, right? Yeah, I didn't see why. No, it doesn't get a replay. So he's off. I didn't see any uh, penalties for that particular incident either. No, it's probably hmm. Matt Neal's fault. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's been trapped to track. <laughs> so yeah, Plato's off and then Hill runs into the back of Sutton at the hairpin and bends his front end in. He almost then takes the lead through Duffers, but Sutton knocks him out wide and I thought at that point Tuckerton should have took second off the hill, but he kind of held back it as they got into turn three. Through Leslie's and then mm. into... Is it called Leslie's still? The second bit? Uh, Before McIntyre's? Tim Harvey kept calling it Leslie's, but I can't find it on the internet. I hope it is. <laughs> I think it's Duffer's, Leslie's, McIntyre's. There's three bits. Yeah, I think so. It does make me laugh that the chicane is just called chicane as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is the uh, aforementioned Which... moment where Ash Sutton's car that was supposed to start handling so badly was after contact from the hill. Oh, so the... Yeah, alleged, allegedly something mm-hmm. was slightly bent in the rear suspension after that. It's and allegedly. didn't Turkington have a tap later on? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of the, the kind of bump that Hill gave mm. him. But he, maybe he was turning at the point where he touched him. Maybe. I, I'm with you there. I was a bit suspicious when Ash said that. Yeah. If he, he He's the one driving it, and if he can feel a slight, feel a slight difference, I can't. Can mm. It might be just the tracking was slightly out. You know, it couldn't have been, might not have been a serious thing, but it might just have to have just mm. the driving style. What I loved about this point is, as well, just after, is when Hill's trying to get down at the hairpin. And he's on the grass under braking at one point. Yeah. I don't know if you recall that. It's like there's like a shot from behind as opposed to looking at them forward. And he's trying to weave and he gets a wheel on the grass. And I thought, oh man, that's going to be a huge accident. But fair play, it wasn't. Mm. Especially considering when he hit the back of Sutton, he locked up the brakes. I thought, oh, here we go. It's going to be another lockup. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't. I mean, watching Hill all weekend, he was just epic driving that, I think. Ah. It was amazing, but it was a bit too wild. Oh, yeah. Do you not think? Like in terms of his own. Like, he ran wide at the chicane at least once in every race, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how, oh, the balance of the car's changed, I can't go over the chicane. Like, but I think part of it, and that might be true, mm. I'm not doubting it, but part of it might be, you, you in a real-wheel drive car, you cannot do what Ash Sutton's doing in front of you. Yeah. So much, I don't think. But yeah, n- not necessarily the best way to win championships or races, but the, certainly entertaining to watch his style. Oh, no, I love it. Yeah, yeah, keep it going. Keep it going, Jake. Yeah, Farmer entertaining his teammate. <laughs> yeah. Mister, I'll just yeah. park my car in for Turkington. Yep. Yeah, I thought Collins should have had him at that one. But Wappy, mm. Hill tries to get around outside the Duffers, but suddenly managed to nick back up inside the McIntyre, which I thought was uh, I thought was quite brave. Mm. Hill almost got it done around outside, but I thought Ash was brave to just to keep his nose in there. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's a bit dirty on that line through, we'll say Leslie's, into McIntyre's. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, it might be wrong. Um, and Hill could have eased him wider, I think, than he did. But fair play. And then when they come to the next chicane, Hill has a massive slide through it. It's epic. <laughs> yeah. And, and coming out of the hairpin several times, it's like watching some rallying or something. It was mad. Lap 10, and Hill finally gets the lead. He gets switched back at the hairpin and manages to take the lead before they get to Duffers. 
which then immediately you saw the pace, which the BMWs are just flying. Turkington then pressurises something, but he never really goes for it. Yeah. Which I, I like calling, but it's days like like Sunday where you're like, come on, just stick your nose up somewhere. Yeah, but is that what wins the championship? I don't care, <laughs> to, to be honest. <laughs> I don't care, but yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he could have went for it a few times. Mm. Mm. I mean, he locked up and had a, had a biff. That could have been an accident in this room. Maybe that scared him a bit. Mm. Yeah, that, that was a bit dubious, I thought, that one. I wasn't sure if that was more Ash moving over very late or Colin just breaking too late. It's. I feel like Ash does move a little bit in the breaking zone yeah. when Colin's already committed to it. And I think that set his stall out as a statement of intent of, mm-hmm. no, you're not getting past yeah. it. Uh, bit of midfield fight. Moffat drops back a few positions behind Bobby Thompson. Gamble's in a good place this weekend in the points and he's pressurising Jelly. And there's a bit of fight with him and Ingram. Then Cook gets sent off, as does Michael Crease. Creasy. Creasy. And I think uh, I think <laughs> I think uh, Chris I think was in contact with Plato that's that sent him off. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. Plato was in the wars this weekend. Yeah, not a good one, was it? No. Adam Morgan. Gamble watch is good this week. Oh yeah, Gamble watch is great. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, it is less fun than Spelt watch, to be honest. But um, <laughs> yes, it's good. Well, slacking on Spelt watch because I noticed he did a race a few months ago. Oh, it was just one of a Twitter update. His first of the year, I think. Oh. Was it a Porsche thing? Yes. Yeah, and Caymans and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. It was just a one-off. Yeah, that was all. He does still drive. <laughs> he does. Um, Adam Morgan, I thought it a great ace. He went from 29th up to 15th at one point, and he had a mm-hmm. good fight with Cook, which we got to see on TV for a few laps. And he managed to get, I thought it was clever because he tried to get the switch back at the hairpin on one lap and Cook blocked it. So the next lap he just drove right round outside yeah. of him. That's the uh, Tom defence as I call it. Ah. <laughs> Park it on the apex. It was, but uh, this scenario did not work. No. no. I thought it was excellent from Morgan as well, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to come back from so far and out Fox Cook, who'd fallen back for some unknown reason at that point, right? I think there was just a shot yeah. of him. He was higher up in the top 10 and then there was just a shot of him driving slow at the hairpin and you think, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, he was knocked off at one point but we didn't see who yeah. who done it. Um, and then there was a little fight, a little family fight between Butcher and Sheridan. Yeah, that was good. There was no holding back as well, which is what we like to see. Mm-hmm. So, Hill took the win from Sutton and Turkington. Almost gamble. On Nick, uh, fifth place for George. Yeah, he's quite high up this week. So when I'm reading that, he's yeah. he's quite early. <laughs> uh, Ingram is six. Camish, what is happening with Dan Camish? I don't know. I thought that was okay. Mm. Yeah, but, but he's you have to compare to his teammate, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's either got terrible luck or he's just not got the pace to match Ash. I mean, he did beat two other Fords, but. Mm. If I'm looking at it from a glass half full, but yeah, Sutton smashing it. I mean, he's been really unlucky with certain things, but then sometimes if you're in the mid pack, have you made your own luck by qualifying there? I'm not sure. 
Hmm. And a bit of surprise this weekend was Dan Lloyd was just absolutely nowhere. Yeah, yeah he I was down to in the 19th. Look into that. They did interview him, was it, on the way to the grid? You know, when they did that thing they're talking to. And he said, what's he said? Um... Nightmare setup. Yes. And then he was talking was... about the, in race one and two, the diff ramps were put on correctly. Yes, or something. that was it. Diff ramps were backwards or something. They were put on the wrong way around. Yeah. So he was hoping um, for race three, but. And they couldn't diff. change them in time for race two. Which mm. sounds a bit dubious as well. But he definitely had a, a better race three, but. Yeah, um, at the end of the weekend, he put a disaster weekend. One costly setup mistake on Friday led to mm. many, many other issues. Uh, and he was saying that um, the wheel spinning in third and fourth gear. That's not at ideal. one point, which is not ideal. So that's something to do with the diff being weird. So, yeah. um, you never know, right? I'm interested yeah. to watch his uh, behind-the-scenes video on YouTube when that comes out. Yeah, it's a good point. Unless he does a Tom Coronel, which is if something bad happens, he just doesn't do a vlog that week. <laughs> anyway, don't blame him. Yeah. Don't blame him. Into race two then, and how on pole again with the hybrid ballast, which I think we can safely say now at this point of the year that it's not working. Ooh, mm. I mean, it doesn't have enough of an effect. Yeah. That's what John Cland was saying. Did you see that? Yes, I did. That was quite amusing. Tim Harvey batted it away by saying he couldn't understand the rules of the <laughs> And he was like, uh, I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit condescending, actually, that bit. There was, there was trying was. to be bats, and then there was a bit, yeah. There's a bit of needle there still in there after. I'm not going to mention it the year. It gets mentioned oh, too many times. Oh, I'm going to mm. guess. Because yeah, I don't, genuinely don't know. I'm going to guess. Is it 91? Close ninety two, ah. when they were fighting for the championship, and they, yeah, ah, oh. here's me mentioning <laughs> it. They literally mention it every PTCC final round before, and yeah, <laughs> and it's like, come on, it's thirty years now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, new affair. What the hell? Yeah, painful. Anyway. Hey, race two so in the here hell- and now. <laughs> yep. So hell keeps the lead, but there's a few cars off at Duffers. And uh, McIntyre's Ingram shoves up the right hand side to Gamble to take fifth. Mm-hmm. Can't really see nice. what's going in the back. There's just a couple of cars about. Is it Ollie Jackson? And. Uh, uh, yes, it was. Will Powell got a penalty point for it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so going through the next section, there's a Ford, I think, a Jackson that gets turned yeah. around at the, side, at the back, mm-hmm. which was Powell, I think, mm-hmm. moving across, yeah. sent him in a spin. Jackson goes flying through one of the quick fit boards and then Plato tries to go around the outside of Powell, which yep. is going to be the inside for the mm-hmm. chicane. It's contact between them two. I think Powell goes off with a puncture and Plato smashes what, what would you call it? The corner cushion or whatever. Yeah. The, the corner cushion. The tyre stack, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like an inflatable thing at a bouncy castle they've shoved on inside the corner. Because <laughs> yeah, it, just, it just bounces off him. So, yeah, Powell got, I think, a reprimand and two points for that. Yeah. And obviously, Plato's race is ruined. I think he's got a, is it a puncture or a suspension at the front right? Yeah. Powell's suspension is broken at the rear left. Mm-hmm. I did think at the time, I was like, why the hell did Plato effectively aim for that barrier type mm. thing? But it looked like he had no steering at that point. It looked like I already had the content. Yeah. contact. I do think, though, that 
not blaming him, but he's a little tentative. And in the older days, he would have been just a little, he would have backed out a little bit later and maybe aimed for the contact, which would have meant it might have hit the door, not the wheel. Yeah. He tries to almost back out a bit, and that means the contact's further further back. Mm. Well, that's what it looks like to me, anyway. Anyway, then the safety car's on track, and no one realizes it, and it's another disaster, and it cuts. Oh, well, yeah. Well, Ingram dies up there inside the jelly to take fourth, right as the safety car's. I think Already the safety on car's track? thrown. Well, yeah, the safety car's thrown out on track, but no mm. one's seen the board yet. Yeah. But no. the, the way the way the setting not kill is there's a there's an escape road on it before the hairpin. Yeah, and all the safety cars are just sat parked there. Mm-hmm. So they've also got on the radio say safety ah, car. He's pulled out, but the guy's pulled out right in front of everyone who's still racing. I don't, I don't know mm. if the boards are displayed anywhere at that point. But the problem is, from that camera angle, you can't see. But I've watched yeah. it over and over again. Doesn't look like there's anything being waved or placed out a board. But I think there's a light panel yes, just before is. the pit in, pit in mm-hmm. but Right, but that's after the hairpin. Point. After the you know. If yeah, that's the first don't time. Don't think there's anything before. Yeah. So, so to me, I've watched this three or four times now. When the safety car's already in track and Hill's already behind it, Collard overtakes Chilton and keeps that position. I'm convinced mm-hmm. of it. Before the hairpin is behind him, uh, then you just before the camera cuts, he's overtaking him on the pit straight near the, after the pit entrance, mm. and then afterwards it cut back and he's ahead of him. But now, obviously, nothing's happened and it's not been reprimanded, which suggests to me mm. that if nothing has changed, there was no safety car bots. Because you had cars weaving, like Turkington's weaving on the straight at the start-finish line where pole position is. And at that point, Collard is still flat out just just as it's cresting the the hill, along with um, who's mm. behind him, Moffat. I've got it on the screen now. It's, it's just really dangerous. But it cut yeah. away and there was no replay with good reason again. Yeah. Hmm. Like... Uh, I would like a, again an investigation as to what happened here, but we'll never. If there is one, we'll never hear about it. But yeah, that's true. The upshot is you've got some cars going slowly and weaving, and cars behind flat out, and you can't be having that, I'm afraid. Yeah, there needs to be something better for safety cars. I know why the race to see the boards, but I find that, I find it quite a look at changing that. There's got to be immediate full course yellows with some sort of warning system mm. in the cars. Mm. If you watch, I'm sure, I'm sure they've got lights in the cars that tell them. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Also, if you watch things like um, GT World Challenge Europe, the GT, the biggest GT3 championship, or ELMS or WEC or supercars in Australia, right? When they're throwing a full course caution, or let's say a virtual safety car, or a full safety car, the race director's instruction goes over the radio to every team and driver. Hmm. So in that moment, everybody knows, ah, right, safety car. That doesn't have to have a new system or a new board or anything. It just no. has to have a different radio section uh, process, in my opinion. What do I know? Hey, if I'm wrong, <laughs> let me know on the internet, please. But that's what happens in other series, is my understanding. Yeah. Rant over. No, I agree. It should be. Immediate. How many times this season, though? That season, have we seen it, though? In this championship? Oh, yeah. last season was shocking. Yeah. That was really bad. Yeah. This is probably the first, probably the second one we picked up this year. Yeah. But I think it may have been a quirk of the track as well, but there should be. True, yeah. You're right. There, there should be better. Right. Yeah, but there should be better ways of 
uh, uh, putting the safety car out and telling the drivers. Yeah, I, I think. The so. race, race, so you see the board. Uh, to me, is is a nonsense. Yeah, it's just outdated, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely, absolutely. So the restart, Hill managed to keep the lead until lap five, where they then run wide at the chicane for the first time, mm-hmm. and allowed Ash through. This is where I think he says it something broke his car and never came back. But mm-hmm. he did mm-hmm. clear up that curb though when he landed. He did. He did. Anyway, he's still quick to the reverse still up, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So Ash takes the lead. Um, we've got Cook, Moffat and Thompson all fighting at the hairpin. And uh, Josh Cook's run out into the gravel. Dexter Patterson then goes up inside the Osborne, falling through Robottom at the hairpin. Patterson made a few lunges at the hairpin all weekend. Yeah. And I think they all came off bar... Yeah. So they all came off, I think, bar one with the road on board and he just smashed the back end of someone. Aaron Taylor uh, Smith, it might have been. It was indeed, yeah. Taylor Swift. Taylor <laughs> Swift. <laughs> Did he get a penalty for that? I think so. He uh, may have. He definitely got at least a reprimand for something. Yeah. There was one of the moves that I think he got picked up on. So, then we've got Bobby Thompson off. Lap oh, 18. Grass in front of his bumper, right? Yeah. Mm. It was looking racy this weekend. That was a shame that it happened like that. Aye, it was having a good one. Lap 18, Hill runs away again at Chicane. I was tucked in through for a second. Another mistake, I think. I don't think there's anything wrong with the car. I think he's just climbing the curb too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Colin then loses second because he runs away at Duffers as Hill's trying to make a move up the inside. Mm. on like N- Yeah, but I think he's probably pretty... Okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't too racist this weekend. So then Rick Parfit Jr. spun by Ash Hand at the hairpin. Oh, this yes. is the funniest one. <laughs> yeah, because I thought this is uh, Rick Parfit's um, obligatory spin for a weekend, but yeah, it wasn't his fault this time. So Hand got a reprimand for it, but. Mm. They're both. Ah, oh, it's like a comedy sketch. <laughs> what? Because yeah. obviously Hand's tipped him into this spin, but then Hand's. Deliberately driving to the front of his car to push the front round again. Yeah. Which, if Parfit's off the throttle, straightens him up and they carry on. But Parfit <laughs> then buries the throttle, he's bouncing off the limit. <laughs> so they just sort of stand, they're like doing burnouts, they stood there. <laughs> what the heck was that all about? I know it's Fash uh, Hand's fault, but if Parfit is off throttle at that point, um, I suppose it's a bit of an experience with rear wheel drive in touring cars. Because it's the Matt Neal thing to if you tap a real drive car, you then deliberately drive into the front of it and it straightens them, yeah. out, straightens them out again. Never works in Grand Turismo, I just spin them the other way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it just but, looks so comical. Well, Rick always gives us something to laugh at every week. Yeah. Uh, at least he didn't jump out of the car and start cheering at the crowd. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Poor Rick. So, Patterson Dead takes the last point position from Robotham. Going round outside the hairpin this time, and then we just see Adam Morgan drop out the points, but don't see why. I'm assuming he gets pushed off. Mm. Last lap, last corner. Hill tries to take the lead, going round outside of the hairpin. Six two wheels on the grass, and it was like that Sutton's going to run around the pit wall. Yeah. Uh, Ash bails out to the right and just manages to take the win. I think it was just by about a tenth of a second. Mm. But that was a. Uh, 
That was brave from Jake. Yeah, he's certainly committed. I'll give him that. A bit borderline, wasn't it? Like, yeah. From birth, yeah. So certain to push him, but then if you look as well, there's an extra half a car width that Hill doesn't want to use and starts turning right, and you start mm. to think, "Oh my god." I mean, it's risky because ultimately, if he keeps there and he's not past him by the finish line, he's in the pit lane. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A bit sketchy, the whole thing. I mean, you want to see that fight, and it was exciting, but uh, I wasn't sure it was necessary. Yeah. Against someone um, else, maybe, but not Ash Sutton for his first win of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not giving it up. Mm. Yeah, mad that it's his first win. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, he's that's very clever in that he's chipped away even when he's not had the outright speed. And we were saying, was it at Croft? Unfortunately, he was chipping away, but then had was it suspension failure, and then that, so he didn't get the big points, mm. and then lost the points. But he still was in there, and now he's well and truly in the championship fight. Totally, Ingram managed to make up to fourth, try and recover as we can. Yeah, a bit subdued in qualifying. Maybe that's a hybrid thing or not. But, uh, probably, but really, really quick in the races. I know all the focus is on Sutton, but Ingram mm. was driving, you know, really well. Yeah. Yeah, at one point it closes up to the back, he tucks it in, but just drops all the way again. Yeah. Which you thought once he was closing in that he might go for... Because Tell and Turkton were so close, they're holding each other up mm. for a wee bit. Yeah. Maybe but, he loses tyres at that point. Yeah. Towards the end. But. So, Ash Sutton's first win of the year, and he pulls out ball seven, I believe, which is... Yeah. Well, John Cullen did. Yes, which is oh, did... Mr George Gamble. Has he finished seventh? <laughs> yes, he there's did. some joke in there, something about gambling with ball. I don't know. <laughs> but Gamble had an amazing battle with Butcher and was it Collard at one point in this race? Mm. I thought he was going to get hit off at one point. Butcher dived down the inside of uh, backing tyres with a bit of contact. And I thought, uh-oh. But nope, fair play, finished. It was good. Ahead of Jelly this time. Yeah. Yeah, it's real solid weekend. So he started on pole for race three, the reverse grid. Um, I didn't see his interview, but they were saying in commentary he was terrified before the start of the race. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, yeah on the Probably grid. Probably in the headlights. Him. Yeah, yeah he, 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 he sounded okay, but yeah, he, clearly the adrenaline was flowing. Mm. Pole, and he gets a great start. Ingram then tries to dive up the inside of McIntyre's and Shedden, but there's no space. Ingram touches the grass and both of them are off. Shedden recovers but is collected by Kamish. Kamish gets launched up in the air into two wheels. Not his fault. He gets launched into the air, breaks his suspension. Oh, but comes it. What would you expect for race three though? Yeah. I thought me, Shedden's redrawing was a little weird. It was a bit kill. <laughs> <laughs> Insular joke. But uh, yes. <laughs> What were you going to say otherwise? Like, whose fault is it going off? I thought it was uh, Ingram a bit tough. I actually believe Shedden pushed him onto the grass a little bit. Ooh, really? But there wasn't a lot of room to begin with. But I I think there was a car's width there, but Shedden pushed him onto the grass slightly. And at that point, there's nothing you can do. I'm not saying it's Shedden's fault, but I don't don't think it was entirely Ingram. Right. I mean... Well, Neil got piped up with his shirts. Yeah. So they're obviously not it's worth looking at. I did think it should have been a safety car with Kamish's car off the track though. Yeah, they just left it there for the whole race. Yeah. 
I know it was relatively safe, but it wouldn't be a barrier or anything, was it? All it takes no. is someone else to just drive into it. <laughs> so, it's race free. Everyone's waiting home. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, not safe yeah. to go. That might mean we have to actually do some stewarding afterwards. I know. Shocker, doesn't it? Oh, no, I got that wrong. That's terrible. But you know what I mean. <laughs> it was something to do with that, isn't it? No safety cars in race three. We're going home. Yeah. <laughs> so, next up, Osborne's in off. Um, so he's out the points again. Yeah. Hill then runs away to the chicane and lets Sutton through for fourth. There we go. Another yeah. again wide at the chicane. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Butel then gets up inside the Edwards at Clarks, but then ends up being some contact and Jade's run off. That was clumsy. That was clumsy yeah. from Butel. But the commentary yeah. thought it was Ingram, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't blame him for that. Because it was they kept cutting to Ingram overtaking there and then it was it looked like another one, but it was Butel. Yeah. I, I thought that was all on Butel, to yeah, be honest. Mm. Yeah. Ran Jade off in the gravel. Dexter Patterson then pits, so it was a camera car. Yeah, he was uh, flagged, wasn't he? I don't know if it was bodywork or something. Oh, his front splitter's loose. If you look a few laps earlier in the race, his ah. front splitter's wobbling, and you can actually hear it on the camera. <laughs> but you can't see it from the onboard shot. Mm. So I don't know how he got that. Maybe run across a gravel or a curb or something, but yeah, unfortunate. It's wobbling around. Hmm. Hill then gets back onto the rear-ended Turkington, because I think Sutton takes Turkington at one point, doesn't he? I'm not sure about Sutton taking Turkington. But he's no, ahead um, of Hill briefly and then falls straight back behind him again. Yeah, Hill retakes Sutton almost immediately after taking the position from him. And so um, then Hill catches up with Colin. Yeah, and uh, Colin just lets him go through. Oh, now that was a bit annoying. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. That was that was what does that say to Jake Hill for the rest of the rest of the year? You know. Oh well, yeah. Send it in a letter through. My first thought on that was it was Turkington being a bit canny and thinking let him through, and get butchered. see what happens ahead because there's going to be contact, etc. But it turns out it was an agreed radio call between the engineers, hmm. which I thought was a bit odd. What did you say? There wasn't an engineer call. Uh, that's what he said afterwards, and he? he said he, oh, he right. wanted to thank Colin and his engineers for allowing him to go through. Oh, that's mad. In touring cars, it's just basically unheard of. Yeah, especially for two championship contenders. Mm, yeah, I don't understand that. I, I, I would have done that deal on the proviso that if he doesn't, if I if we don't get both get butcher, he has to let me buy at the end again. Mm. You've got to do these negotiations in the race, haven't you? Right, I'll let him buy on the proviso that he lets me back by if we don't make progress. Yeah. I wonder if mm. Colin's expecting a favour back and would he actually get it? Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because do you remember when Colin got a favour off of who was the other guy last year? In Oliphant. The Oliphant. Yeah. It often got asked to give one up and he never yeah, got yeah. it back the full year. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's good in principle, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, but when, give and take. when people are that close in the championship points, yeah, how can you then say, oh, can you let him through? It's... Yeah, it's weird. That's mm. all, I didn't catch that. Well caught and um, it's, well, it's odd and a bit frustrating. Mm. Especially because Butcher engaged full Boardman mode. <laughs> or Chris Miley mode, whichever. Or Aidan or Moffat. Yeah. The mega defence. Yeah. Yeah, 
it's good defending. It's oh just, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. It, I would have done the same, like you know. It's effective. I know. <laughs> it's, effect- <laughs> it's effective. Uh, so he holds Jake off for a bit, but on lap twenty-two, anyway, Jake manages to get him on the straight. Uh, Morgan was going great in race one, but then all of a sudden, he gets to race three and race two, he's not really got the pace anymore. McIntyre's, mm-hmm. I think, he loses two places. He, uh, Ingram gets through, and then Collard just follows through as well. Yeah, that was a nice move by Ingram. But by the end of the race, wasn't he behind again? And I didn't see how or why. I think he was. I think Ingram dropped back. Yeah, he did. He did drop back, but like Adam was flying in race one. Mm. But the rest of the races, it was just kind of it was sat where he was. Mm, interesting on that. Yeah, good point. So then there's a the off camera incident between Collard and Alan Taylor Smith, which gets Collard a seven and a half second penalty. Yeah, that's uh, strong, but I guess that just reverses their positions. Oh, is that that could be why? Yeah. Does it? I don't know if it does or not. But I'm not seeing much of Collard this year on TV. No. 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 I was expecting a bit more. I thought we had a good race one this weekend. It did. And then fell backwards. Yeah. Yeah, and Ricky Collard was officially classified further behind, so there must have been a seven second mm-hmm. gap between them, so he must have yeah. biff- biffed his way through and they've just reversed it. Yeah, and there was also an incident off camera between Stephen Jill and Josh Cook, and that'll be investigated at Snetterton. Mm. Yes. Jelly finished ahead of Cook, so I don't know. Mm. Weird one. But obviously that happened after Stewards had gone home again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who won the race, Nick? I just find it ironic. We haven't actually mentioned him once in this race roundup for race three. But it was our man Gamble. Yeah. Shows how good he was driving though in the race. He was really good. I know he had a buffer with Butcher holding people up, but Yeah. Tom Bond Tom Bond. <laughs> yeah. Well he had to uh Butcher was attacking in the early laps. Mm. So he had to hold him off and keep his nerve and then after that just brought it home. Who was gonna win their first race at Knock Hill in the third race and then Matt Neal overtook him at the end? Uh, it might have been Jake Hill or something. Anyway, could it Gamble could have easily crumbled and made that mistake. But, yeah. But didn't. And, and he the, he put in the solid laps. Yeah, pulled away, yeah. Did either of you see the weird incident with the nearly crash with between Bobby Thompson and Plato at the final lap at the hairpin? Yeah. What the so. what the heck was that? I because I, I couldn't see the beginning of it, but yeah, Plato it's the was coming weirdest from thing. right on the outside, straight across, wasn't he? Plato's basically missed the corner. Yeah. He's he's gone to Edinburgh. And <laughs> but at the same time, Bobby Thompson's locked up coming in hot. <laughs> and yeah. they nearly meet in the middle. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know why Plato's there, but I don't know what Thompson's doing either. <laughs> uh, must have missed that. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's after the checkered flags phone and everything's like finished. Ah, right, okay. Uh, and then the back markers, unfortunately, Plato's one of them. Is, they're, they're trying to negotiate the hairpin and they get it both wrong. It's weird. Mm. Anyway, also good that Rocket and Rich Energy are still on the on the cars. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, he did speculate they may be gone at some point. Yeah, but they're still here. They're still here, but that is definitely all up in the air still. I think. But yeah, yes, well done, yeah. George Gamble, from everybody on this podcast. Correct. And well mm. done for Nick well, for shouting him out as a good talent. Is, is that? Did you do that? Ish. Ash Hand was actually the one that I called out as being ah. my potential star. I did say I think Gamble would do well. But it was mostly his race number that intrigued me. 
42. Yeah. That's my Is number. that your number? That's yeah. always my number. Oh, nice. Yeah, Ash Han's not done much this year, has he, so far? He had a couple of really good races, mm. and then that's been it. It's been a bit weird as well with some incidents and stuff. Mm. But it's a learning curve. He seems to qualify yeah, right yeah. next to Crease, and they're like, yeah, stuck together, aren't they? Like Siamese mm-hmm. Astras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On to the points. We've got Turkington now leads his championship, so all his safe driving's worked a bit. He's five points ahead of Ingram, six ahead of Sutton, and Hill is 14 back. Mm. Right in it, still. But Josh right Cook, very mediocre weekend. Uh, yeah, He's still he's... in it, but he did come out before the weekend, even, that we might as well throw away the championship now, complaining about the straight line speed. Hmm. Well, the f- he's 23 points True. behind, and we still have three races at Froxton to go. Ah, yeah, good point. <laughs> so... There's still every chance that Josh could come back just in that one weekend all. Yeah. There's still five yeah. for the championship at this point. There is, there is. But if he's not good at Snetterson, even the great Thruxton mm-hmm. doesn't put him ahead, does it? And then you've got Silverstone National, which is all about straight line speed. Yeah. Well, none of the Voxels seem... So- Voxels? Did I say Voxel? You I did, meant Honda. But- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, none of the Hondas <laughs> were any good at Knock Hill, really. Shedden had... One good race, I think. It was okay in the races, wasn't it? Yeah. But none of the others. Matt Neal came out afterwards and said, it's a qualifying formula now. And I was thinking, <laughs> uh, well, it pro- probably should be mm. that, shouldn't it? Yeah. Bring back the soft tyre. No, no. Just, just bring no. <laughs> just, just more hybrid effectiveness. Because you're right, the ballast was a bit more effective. Yeah. Yeah, it's intriguing, though, the uh, the points at this point of the year. Just to be top three, is it? Six points. Yeah, and a mix of cars and teams. Mm. So then, you know, that's a successful formula, isn't it? Yes. BMW, Hyundai, Ford, BMW, Honda. Then Toyota. Then a Toyota, yeah. Mm. But Cook's the only um, Toker engine car in that top five of note, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do to help those cars. Yeah, have to be a bit, bit, bit more boost, I guarantee it. Mm. Before the next round. Mm. And then all of a sudden you see Team Hard win the race and everyone goes, ah, oh, it's gone too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jack Goff will win a race somehow. <laughs> Is that, he, yeah, he'll come back for yeah. one round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Jack mm. Goff. I'm Jack over him. Tears. All right, you're over on this. <laughs> Jack Sears, we, we stopped paying attention to, I think, because Bobby Thompson was well ahead, but George Gamble suddenly calls back in. He's only five points yeah. behind. Oh, yeah, right there. Uh, Josh Cooks thinks still miles away in independence. And then the Wingfoot Award. The most important one. Oh, yes. Yeah, seven points between Tuckington and Hill at the top. Both BMWs. Next, <laughs> both BMWs. Next up is Snetterton. 13, 14, Phil, August. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It's a funny track, isn't it? Mm. I'm undecided if I like it or not. I'm the same. I'm never sure. If there's a good race, fine. But do I like the track? Do you know what? I didn't like the old variant, but this new one makes you think about the old one. Yeah, I know what you mean with that. 
I was always like a pretty poor track. And now I'm like, oh, can't we just go with the old one? <laughs> yeah, it's just... Without that middle that bit. middle bit is not particularly inspiring, is it? No, it's not. Mm. It doesn't need that full full loop. It could have done with an expansion middle bit, but maybe slightly different design. I'm not sure. Anyway, like I say, if it's a good good race, happy yeah. days. Mm-hmm. So, you guys will be back with that in oh, yeah. two weeks' time. Or a week and a half time. Enjoy your trip. Yes. Thank you. To Enjoy Canadian your stay land, Whatever it's called. <laughs> yes. Canadia. Yeah. Canadia. Canadia. Just missed the uh, the IndyCar. It was the IndyCar was at Toronto three weeks ago. Ah, unfortunately. Yeah, that would have been a good one to go to. But yep, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave you. I'll leave the listeners in your capable hands in two weeks' time. Oh god. <laughs> Apologies in advance. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks you guys for joining again. No worries. An epic, oh, yeah. epic two night recording session as well. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and there's an update from what you've heard in the start of this episode. Yes, uh, things are Yeah, McLaren have a f- apparently officially entered contract negotiation with Ricardo to basically get rid of him for mm-hmm. next year. More money than you can possibly yeah. imagine. Yes. I hope. Oh, if they're going to kick Daniel out, I hope he gets paid. Oh, yeah. it better be. Yeah. And I hope he gets a nice big contract when he goes back to uh, Renault. Yeah. Well, what's be, the two? I would say, can I have a McLaren F1 road car, please? Because what are they worth these days? Thirty mil. <laughs> Sorry, not that. And they're only going to go up. Yeah, I'll have one then, please. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so there's only two seats left, isn't there? Alpine and Williams, really. Sort yeah. of depends on who Alpine take if they decide not to take uh, Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll I suppose. I did see today that Alonso's apparently eyeing up a Mercedes seat. That's why he's went to <laughs> <Yeah>. Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Stop at F1 Twitter. Stop mm. at F1 That's News. Hilarious. That's just nonsense. That's, That's nonsense. It's a sort of deluded so. rubbish Lonzo would say, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, thank you, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Good one. Nice one. See ya.